After years on the road, Timmy parked the van and picked up the mic to bring you this podcast that features interviews with people from hardcore to hair metal. This is Talk To Me with your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Talk To Me on Lost Anarchy Radio. This is episode 67, and this is my Louder Than Life preview. We've got Baco from Cobras and Fire and Mike from the Off Their Meds podcast. So uh, what's going on there, Baco? Oh, well, um, just coming down from the high of a Viking victory uh, over a, a Tennessee tight titans. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the team they beat, so I don't know if it's like a, you know some kind of JV thing. But yeah... Everything's good. Uh, we're undefeated, and how, how are things in, in Tennessee? Well, they're good in Tennessee, but you know we do the show out of Louisville, so. <laughs> but no, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just talking football, I guess. But. It's hot. Louisville, Kentucky. Is it is it Louisville or Louisville? Depends on where you're from. Nobody knows, man. <laughs> it's one of those things. Well, the joke is, you know, it's Louisville because it's named after King Lowell, so. All right, and we've got Mike here from the Off Their Meds podcast. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? Off our meds, man. Come on. No, it's off their meds. Give me a little love. (laughs) All right, thanks for having me. And you guys are both part of the uh, Decibel Geek podcast network, so that's always nice. Yeah, man. It's one big family reunion. Who is this Mike guy? Ah, Did Sinzak know about you? No, man. I'm an imposter. (laughs) I guess that joke's dying, too. No, nice to finally talk to you, Mike. You too, man. We're um, we are um, two of the official photographers, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're meeting for the first time on here, so where else to do it? In Toomey Studio. <laughs> yeah, Toomey's lovely studio here. No, it's nice to bring finally bring two uh, fine decibel geeks together on my <laughs> podcast, Talk Toomey Podcast, which is kind of like a bastard child of the Decibel Geek Network. All right. All right, and we're here to talk about Louder Than Life, which is October 1st and October 2nd here in Louisville, Kentucky. Baco is on to uh, kind of break down some of the bands because he is, from everything that I've seen, is a is a festival light. He likes to go and uh, check out all the wonderful festivals, so hopefully he can uh, shed some light on the bands that are playing. And then we've also got Mike here who has, you know, shot photography shot the last couple of (laughs) the last few uh louder than life so it's gonna be a lot of fun so until before we get into all that guys let's get into some sponsors and then we'll get into our show after these messages we'll be right back Hey, Louisville, Louder Than Life 2016, Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and 2nd at Champions Park with Slipknot. Avenged Sevenfold. The two titans of rock, Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot, together. Also with Corn, Slayer, Pierce the Veil, The Cult, The Pretty Reckless, Ghost, Alter Bridge, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Cheap Trick, and Disturbed. Louder Than Life, Music, Gourmet Man Food, and The Return of Bourbon World. Two full days, three stages per day. Saturday, October 1st and Sunday, October 2nd. Go to louderthanlifefestival.com for all ticket and festival information. Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot with Slayer, Cheap Trick, and so many more. Louder Than Life, fueled by Monster Energy and Miller Lite. Yo, what's up? This is Edsel from the band Dope, and you are listening to Talk To Me. Do me this name. 
not talk to me, just talk to me, because he's to me. But you can talk to me. And now we are back with Mike and Baco. Let's break down these bands, guys. So we got, what, day one. Let's see, so Saturday, October 1st. Honestly, some of these some of these early of the day bands, like I just recently looked up and I can't even. Uh, I'm at a loss. <laughs> yeah, have, I'm at a loss you, here too. Go ahead. Now, Mike, it's not like you've been to one of these before. Have Have you guys both gone to the the festival before in previous? Yeah, years? I've been to. Yeah, I went to the how, first two years. How many stages they got then? Is it two or three or what are we looking at? Well, I believe there's two main stages the first year and three last year, and okay. then you know, of course, the smaller stages scattered out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's a, it's a good time, but yeah. uh, Saturday though, I don't know. I may, I'm not. I might be checking out some new people Saturday. That's for sure. <laughs> well, the, yes. The first band I know look going up would be Young Guns, and I don't know what you guys think. I think they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was not impressed with what I heard earlier. You know, so we'll just kind of go through a dinosaur pile up. Never heard of them. Kind of checked them out today. I was just kind of like, eh. You know, maybe they'll blow me away live. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll see. 12 Foot Ninja, I, I knew from when I had Sirius Satellite Radio, they were all over Sirius Satellite Radio. So, I mean, they're actually, uh, from what I remember, you know, pretty great band. You know, something uh, original, I believe they're from Australia. Uh, 68, uh, two-piece kind of hardcore band. One of the guys from the band The Chariot, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, it's going to be, looks like a lot of fun. I'm just kind of curious to how a two-piece band that plays, you know, semi-heavy stuff is going to kind of come over live. Depends on, you know, maybe they're running laptops or not. We'll see about that. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, being as an ocean, um, from what I could tell, actually seemed kind of cool. But, you know, once again, just not not something that's in my wheelhouse just yet. You know, maybe after the uh, Louder Than Life, it'd be something I'll be checking out more. But uh, And then that would bring us up to Young Guns. And, yeah, I was not impressed with Young Guns. I don't know yeah. anything about huh? Now, Young Guns, Let's the see. movie... I know a lot about Young Guns, the movie. <laughs> yeah, if it was like Kiefer Sutherland and all and all the guys in Young Guns, I would totally be all about that. But uh, Young Guns too, of course, was the better of the two, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips. And... This yeah. band, this band is Young Guns too. I don't know what that. I mean, Young Guns is the name of like a male strip review in Vegas, I believe. But Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and ha- and how do you know that? Yeah, I've been to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know all sorts of crazy stuff. No, um, yeah, these guys suck. I don't know. They, they show up <laughs> everywhere, too. They, I, I, God, they might have been at Northern Invasion this year. They were, might have been one of the ones I skipped. It was either this year or last. And they were even on Warp Tour this year. And I don't know. They uh, no, no shortage of uh, interview opportunities with these young gentlemen. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm sure they'll be, you know, roaming the tents looking for some interviews. Not sure I'll be uh, talking to them or not. <laughs> uh, next up, neck deep. Um, you know, once again, another thing that I kind of listened to a little bit today. Uh, you know, didn't sound too bad. I'll definitely check those guys out. Sick uh, puppies. Real quick, on neck deep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Loose Cannon from Cobras and Fire. He rec- recommended I check them out um, when he saw that I went to Blink 182 last week. I don't know. Are they anything like that? I just I've never heard of them. Well, in my notes, I wrote down like that kind of pop punk core, okay. uh, you know, like a day to remember, heavy stuff like that with like, you know, catchy choruses stuff. You know, actually, like that, that's one band I actually will, you know, look into checking out and that, you know, seem like something I'd be into. Okay. And anything there, Mike? 
No, man, I'm, I've got a couple <laughs> more picks, so I'm interested. Yeah. We're, we're Sick Puppies. Boo. Sick Puppies is one of those band, bands that have been around forever that I've just never gotten into yeah. as much as people... People try to th- you know throw that one down your throats. They got a couple and, songs with some melody that's all right, but I, I just saw them at Rock USA this summer, and I don't know, man. I just I'm with you. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and on to Avatar, a great you know live band, a great uh, live you know like they look cool. I mean yeah. you know they've got a cool look to them, kind of that cool uh, steampunk looking uh, yeah. steampunk look, you know. So I mean. How was uh how how were those guys live? They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I you know as much as I love their show, I didn't walk away wanting to buy their music. So whatever that means is what it means. But man, it was uh it was one of the best sets of the day at Northern Invasion this year. Now, I know the feeling, man. It's the same. They played there the first, the very first, louder than life. And that it's the same for me. They put on a great show. I talked to a couple of them in the press area, you know, after the show and everything. But as far as I don't own anything, I can tell you that much. <laughs> the, the singer's got a real thick, uh, I don't know, what are they, Swedish or Finnish or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, and he threw me off talking to him, man, talking to him with all that get-up on. But he, he he plays his accent very well. He's very aware how he sounds, and uh, it, it's almost like a, a character on a sitcom at times, so... <laughs> That's how you want your band to be uh, described. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Jesus Chrysler? You know, they're kind of like a kind of sitcom, you know? (laughs) They're like that cab driver that goes the wrong direction. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) All right. And then on to the Amity Affliction, a band that actually, like, when they very first kind of popped up, I was kind of into they kind of uh, I believe the song was Philadelphia they kind of had a little uh single with and you know I kind of got into it but ever since then man everything that they've put out I've never I haven't really gotten into hmm. and they just kind of continue to uh, almost get worse another uh, another nice Australia band um you know you guys have anything to say about the Amity Affliction No you think it's worth checking out that one No Like the very first thing they put out was a great but that was probably six, seven years ago. Mm. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I haven't really heard anything that's been uh, been worth checking out. Well, at least look them up on YouTube. But... Very cool. And then uh, the most motionless in white, uh, the photography guys in you will probably enjoy them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from what I can tell, uh, you know, uh, it's not my cup of tea, but, you know, good live band. <laughs> Sounds like a fun day so far. Yeah. Right, <laughs> a long morning of beer drinking in the Saturday morning. Moving on up to Chevy Metal. That's who I'm ready to see first. I Let's really see. would like to see these guys. Have you had a chance to catch them anywhere yet? No, they've never come near. I mean, you know, it's only like when the Foo Fighters are down that they do anything. And okay, so now are they are they doing their own thing as far as music, or is it still just? A cover project. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if they started doing their own stuff. I thought they were heading that direction, but um, and, and for those who don't know, it's the drummer uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters and just a couple of his friends, right? I think Dave's yeah. actually come out to a show or two and played, but 
Um, and they mainly do these festival things. I've never heard of them doing an actual tour, but they sell T-shirts online. <laughs> yeah, I saw that they'll be at the Riot Fest this weekend, which I will be at. <laughs> uh, you're such a fucking asshole. I want to go to that so bad. If the fucking Misfits don't tour, I'm going to be pissed I didn't go. Well, from everything that I've seen, it looks like the Misfits they're they're leaning towards touring. So I'm I'm probably going to be pissed that we went up there and spent all that money, got all the hotel rooms and all the nonsense, and then they'll probably just come through Louisville and play, you know, a club that I can get into for free. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a big maybe. Uh, oh. All right, and let's move on to uh the biggest disappointment of the day. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Ah, good comeback, Mike. The the, the biggest yeah. dis- disappointment in metal, which would be hell yeah. Yeah, you know the one thing I like about the singer when he finds a look, he sticks with it. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? I I had no idea what like when we they were at Northern Invasion, and then the guy comes out and just soaked in blood with another new hairdo. I just he's got to have some kind of mental issues because he's he doesn't like make subtle changes and grow. He like fucking goes just. Just to one extreme to another, it seems like. This is one of those bands that when they first, you know, said that they were coming out, you know, I I, I was a huge Mudvayne fan, huge Nothing Face fan, obviously huge Pantera fan. You put all those guys in a band together, you think you're going to get, like, the most amazing band ever (laughs) possible, and then they put out the first album, and you're just like, what's going on here? I I had no idea what they were trying to accomplish with that the first stuff, and then they've continued to disappoint throughout their career. But don't they, they almost kind of like, they don't even seem to know it seems like. Based on what they release, it's always so, I don't know. Mike, you got anything? It's just that they're so boring. That's No, it's, yeah, to me, I mean, it's kind of, I I've, I've saw them a couple times. They were at Louder in Life before. I can't remember if it was last, it was last year or a year before. Was it the first year? I don't know. They were there, put it that way. And it was a good show, but it, it kind of goes back to, like we were saying about, I mean, even Avatar. I don't. I don't have any Hell Yeah albums, you know. Yeah, but come here. they were good. They were good live, and I got to hang out with Vinnie Paul for a second. Was the highlight of that year for me. So I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, they were just here uh, a couple. I guess about a month or so ago, and went and checked them out, and you know, got to. Uh, I went and watched them because you know it's awesome to watch Vinnie Paul play drums. But at, you know, once you get past the novelty of that, it just turns into a shit show. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, and then we're kind of on to the the big named artists here. <laughs> let's go into uh, let's go into Anthrax. You know, they've they've kind of uh, ever since the Big Four uh, kind of had a career resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Joey Belladonna kind of being back. You know, still uh, you know, play all the classic tunes. I don't. I don't believe they play too much of the John Bush era stuff. They might play only, but uh, but you know, with Anthrax, and they should just play that. <laughs> I love the song. I just don't like Joey singing it, and I love Joey. So yeah, not taking shots. So have you seen? Has Anthrax been on any of the festivals that you've seen so far this year? Not this year. Last year, they're at Northern Invasion. The only thing that really bothers me, and we're kind of talking about so much uh, stage presence stuff, is just like their ridiculous, like kind of uniform costumes. I almost want to ask them and like, <laughs> sit them down and and ask them: Is it is it just because there's like one dude in the band that doesn't know how to dress himself, so they just you know kind of get together and like, all right, well, we'll just all wear the same thing, and maybe that's that's why we'll look cool. I like it actually. I uh, I'm a fan of the the little uniforms, but it's so some of them have long sleeve and. Some have short sleeves and some have no sleeves. So oh. uh, no, I, I uh, no, I 
it might be time to move on from it, but they've done it for a little bit now, but uh, whatever. I, I, it, I'm, I'm not uh, on board with you on that one. I like the look of, look of it, but it wouldn't kill, wouldn't bother me too much if they changed it. I, they're fucking awesome. I don't know. It's fucking Anthrax. Yeah, this is one I'm, this is one I'm excited for. I've, I've never had the chance to see Anthrax. So. Oh, never um, at all, huh? No, never. So this, I'll be, I'll be there ready for this one. Toomey, you seen him? Yeah, I saw him on the, uh, I saw him on like the Stomp 442 tour. Oh. <laughs> Which is, a uh, one of the more random tours to have seen them on. So I haven't seen him with Joey, but, uh, so it's, that's gonna be a nice little treat. I saw, the first time I saw him was on the fucking Clash of the Titans with, uh, Slayer and Megadeth, that whole deal with, uh, I think, uh, Allison Chains was the opener. Yeah, that was that would have been a great tour to see back then. Yeah, that was um, the Persistence of Time tour uh, tour for for Anthrax anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, they were great. Uh, I saw them with Bush on the Sound of White Noise, and then I just saw them the uh, like I said at uh, Northern Invasion a year ago. And they're just I don't know if you like Anthrax, they're pretty fucking awesome live. Um, I think they put on a good show. Uh, but I remember Charlie missed the the most recent show I saw because he had the off and on uh, foot injury going on. And then um, I don't know that, that who's the new guitar player? Is it John Donai? Uh, Sha- yeah, the guy from Shadows, Shadows Fall. Fall. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm terrible with names, but I can tell you what band he's from. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. Let's listen to some Anthrax right now. Baco, pick an Anthrax song for us to listen to. Oh boy, you gotta put me on the spot. Let me. Double, you know. All right, here's Double, you know by Anthrax. We're listening to Talk to Me on Lost Anarchy Radio.
Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly, Return to Roots. And you are listening to Talk to Me. Stay metal. Oi! All right, guys, we're back with our Louder Than Life preview episode, and we're moving on to what I kind of see is kind of maybe like the, the, the band that just kind of jumps out at you, kind of sticks <laughs> out of this whole whole thing, and that's I'm ready cheap, for, cheap trick. I'm ready for this one. Go for it. Yeah, man. It's another, it another band I, I haven't had the chance to see. So um, I'm going to spend uh, half my day sitting around waiting to see <laughs> these, two, these last two bands. I um I don't think I could go more than four years without seeing Cheap Trick for free for some reason. They fucking do so many free shows in the Twin Cities. Just it, it's not like this recurring thing. It's been a fucking food festival. Uh, I, I don't. I, I just saw them play a park here this last summer uh, over in one of the suburbs here. I don't know. And I never. It's always either a free show or I get free tickets. But you know, I've seen them a lot. <laughs> My only cheap trick story, and it's kind of funny looking at the lineup and thinking of this, but uh, years, this is probably 20 years ago, we were in Nashville, and uh, I was talking to the bass player of the Reverend Horton Heat at a venue, and he heard that Cheap Trick was at a venue like down the street, and so he was just like, he had heard that they were standing outside or something, and we just like ended up taking off running, and we ran down to the venue, and Cheap Trick was standing outside, and we met like Rick Nielsen, and I got to like talk to him <laughs> for a second, and then you know it like made his day, you know, to to run down there and talk to Cheap Trick. So that's my only Cheap Trick uh, run in, I guess. You know, no pun intended, right? That's not that's not bad. So you, <clears> you're a big fun. fan, Mike, or uh, Cheap Trick? Yeah, yeah, man. I've just now I almost went to see him, uh, I guess Cincinnati this summer, and it just didn't work out. I was approved for to shoot that show too, man, and last minute had to bail. So this is going to make up for it. Uh, they're the sandwiched by Pierce the Veil and Anthrax. I wonder, if, wonder if those three <laughs> will uh, ev- ev- like eventually go on tour after this show. Like, I'm sure that'll be the package tour of the of the next <laughs> summer, 2017. Oh God, Pierce the Veil. You got no. anything, Baco? No, <laughs> nothing good. I have no clue. <laughs> All right, so on to the Pretty Reckless. <laughs> the only thing I know about this one is it isn't like the girl from the Pretty Reckless on that uh, on from some TV show. <laughs> yeah, like Pretty Little Liars or something like that. It's, uh, I don't know. Never watched the fucking show. It's some tween, girl, mean girl type TV show, right? Yeah, something like that. I've got a uh, uh, the 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 wife. Was like Netflix binge watching that for a while, so that in turns means I was Netflix binge watching yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I kind of I kind of know a little bit about the show, a little bit about her. Is, and is I, that the right show? Is it? It's the Pretty Little Liars, right? Uh, that's what I thought, but I was kind of guessing. I think it is the show, and don't don't tell me you're guessing. You know. <laughs> uh, so uh. you know that's one of those bands, you know. Honestly, you know, from what I what I remember of the band, and you know, I've heard the radio singles here and there and stuff like that. You know, it's one of those bands. Hopefully, be a gateway band for like a you know a young teenage girl to kind of get into some rock, kind of like a hailstorm or something. You know, obviously not putting the pretty reckless and hailstorm in the same sentence, but maybe like a Paramore or something. You know, uh, get them listening to something a little bit more rock and maybe a gateway into playing. You know, listening to some heavier stuff. I, I like the band, but um, they're not very. Uh at least the time I saw them, it was kind of a flat show. There's not a lot of energy on stage, and they they kind of have um, you know, she looks like you know, which whatever Taylor, she's like she looks like a little girl, 
And then you got a guitar player who looks like it might be her dad, and, and you know, <laughs> it's like, is there? It kind of creates this inappropriate sexual tension, and I don't know. But uh, they they perform fine. But I, I have to I have the first record, and I like it. Um, but I was a little disappointed in the overall live show. Yeah, anything, Mike? I know you watch the Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> no, I try not to. <laughs> I have enough girl shows I have to watch all the time. All right, Mike, and I'm gonna let you take on the cult. This. I was so disappointed when I first bought tickets for the Guns N' Roses tour this year because there was the whole rumor that they were going to open for them. Mm. And I got Chris Stapleton instead. (laughs) (laughs) So so this is going to make up for that, man. So you went to Nashville for Guns N' Roses? Yeah, I went to the Nashville date. How was that? Man, it was great. I, I, I can't complain. That was the only time I've ever seen them. And I always, from what I well, from what I hear, uh, the the Axl Rose project was good live, but I never I refused to go. And once I heard they were getting back together, man, I I jumped on the chance to go, and then got slapped with a terrible opener. But the <laughs> wife enjoyed it. Uh, so you're telling me that Guns N' Roses went into Nissan Stadium and uh and also beat the Titans, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, so Chris Stapleton didn't uh, help them pu- push some ticket sales. They'd probably well. Why do? You, yeah, that's exactly why they had him open there. Is what I'm thinking. I mean, that place was packed, and that was just a sure bet for that for that show. Well, if uh, Kiss is listening, uh, I'm sure Gene Simmons will slap him on their next tour to help boost sales for them. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, Baco, you got anything for the Colt? You know, um, but a. Album and a half band for me, but their uh, their music comes across pretty good live. So I don't know. Fuck it, they're a good band. They're cool. I don't know. <laughs> fuck it. All right, now on to the Mighty Slayer. Slayer! Uh, I, <laughs> I also uh, <clears throat> I just carved Slayer into my arm. So uh, yeah, man, you you want a rag? I'll need some medical attention momentarily. All right. I got some Neosporin. Hold on a second. Well, it's about half Slayer, but uh, you know I I think. I think they've got a good band going on. You can't go wrong with Gary Holt, and you can't go wrong with uh, Paul Bostoff. Bostaff, Bostoff. I don't know how you say it, <laughs> but uh, it's actually one band I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, it's one band that's just kind of a. They're kind of like the ACDC of death metal. They're not gonna. <laughs> they don't change it up too much over the years. But uh, such a great band. They're an all timer for me, um, and I, I would could not have thought that I could. I mean, I didn't. I knew I was gonna end up buying the new record, but I was like, whatever. You know, with Hanneman, you know, passing and uh, the whole deal with Lombardo, I just was like, you know, almost like I bought it out of obligation at this point. But it was so fucking good, I couldn't believe it. And then I got to see these guys last November, um, and you know what? Gary Holt fucking does the job, man. Um, So, fuck it, Slayer. You're going to love it. Mike? Yeah, I'm ready to see see all the crazy Slayer fans all gathered, man. All I've heard is stories. Saturday, uh, the Saturday date of Louder in Life for me is like the day of first for pretty much everybody there. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the craziness firsthand. Yeah, the last time I got to see Slayer, they were here with uh, with Megadeth and Anthrax, but I missed Anthrax that day. But Megadeth played 
uh, Rust in Peace in its entirety, and Slayer played Seasons in the Abyss in its entirety, and I had to see that tour because those are my two favorite uh, respective albums there. Right on. Cool. Well, let's take a break. Let's listen to some Slayer right now. Uh, let's go with something off Seasons in the Abyss. Let's go War Ensemble. So here's War Ensemble by Slayer. See you guys in a minute. You're listening to Talk To Me on Lost Energy Radio. Yeah, 
Anselmo here, and you're listening to Talk To Me Podcast. Rock on. And we're back. All right, and then the headliner for Saturday is Avenged Sevenfold, and it's kind of uh, one of those bands, I think, that... <laughs> which is exactly what I was about to say. It's one of those kind of polarizing bands. I think it's either you really love them or, or you just, you know, you think they, they make fart noises. Uh, I kind of I kind of fall on the side of the, the you know, I got into them when, uh, you know, Waking the Fallen came out. I kind of stuck through them through... When, when City of Evil came out, I thought it was the worst album I'd ever heard. And then over the years it's wow. grown on me. So, so actually I really enjoy city of evil and kind of, uh, kind of grown with the band forward. Uh, you know, so it's one of those bands that, you know, still selling records these days kind of stuff. So hopefully the new album's good and we'll see where that goes. Uh, obviously Baco, let's, let's hear your rebuttal to that. <laughs> um, you know, they're actually a very good band. Let me say that before I tear into them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll explain my thoughts on Avenge Sevenfold this way, and, and I'll expose some of my uh, um, bad taste in beer at the same time. Uh, I was at a bar somewhere in the 90s, and a guy, like Miller Clear, they had made this new, or Miller Red, they called it, and they had like a, a Miller rep at the bar, and he's like, if he saw me drinking Budweiser, and he wanted me to try one of the Miller Reds and said, if you like Budweiser, you'll probably like this. And I'm like, if I want Budweiser, why wouldn't I just buy Budweiser? And so my thoughts on Avenged Sevenfold are this. If I like Metallica, why wouldn't I just listen to Metallica? They just seem to be, they're like Metallica light. I can see that. I can see that. I just, they don't seem to be very, they just don't, for me, they just don't come off very authentic. They, they seem very, I don't know, they don't seem to be driven by being Avenged Sevenfold as much as being something like what they want to be. And I, I just wish there were, uh, you know, more bands that would drive to be unique than just try to, like, kind of go through the motions. And, and, you know, whatever. Like you said, there's people who love them, and when they go to a show and, and they see them and they have a good time, I'm just the asshole in the back who doesn't care for it. So, <laughs> so basically, if you were at Louder than the life on Saturday, you would be driving home at this point. Well, yeah, if I was taking pictures, I'd feel obligated to shoot the headliner, and then I'd be walking to the parking lot, but just like I did for <laughs> Disturbed this year at Northern Invasion. So. Oh, yeah, we'll get to Disturbed, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> All right. And Mike Sevenfold, I came in on uh, City of Evil. Um, I still listen to that album, and then um, I like the next one, which Josh informed me that that means I'm a... I don't know, a fly-by-night fan or something. I don't know what you would call it. Like, just jumped on the bandwagon or something. But uh, it's a good album. Other than that, I, I didn't check out... Yeah, I didn't check out uh, the album with Portnoy on it, or I think they have another one out since, but... That's the one that like really has the, the Metallica feel, right? The, the Yeah. yeah. Right. Really breaks it down. All right, so we'll just kind of... Just a quick overhaul of Saturday. If you're coming to Louder Than Life... Come you know, late. You could probably come late. Leave, yeah. leave early. <laughs> you know, make sure to check out all the other stuff going on. I mean, they've got the bourbon tent. They've got all the the craft man man food nonsense. All that stuff. You could probably get in all of your uh, extracurriculars on Saturday, and then possibly. But but like I said, you know, a lot of those early bands. You know, just kind of skimming through them today. Um, you know, I could totally show up to Louder Than Life on Saturday and be yeah. blown away by a band. You know, there's there's more possibility of that than, you know, walking in and, you know, thinking there's everyone's up there just kind of farting on a snare drum or something. 
Yeah, and that to be serious, I, oh, go, sorry. I, I was just going to say that that's the, that's why I, I just go ahead and get there early, man, because yeah. last year that same thing happened um, to me with a monster truck. I'd never heard of them, seen them, anything, and we went early in the day, and they were way early in the day on the bill, and they just blew it up. So you never know what you're going to miss if you don't you know, just get there early. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for for checking out the early bands, despite all the sarcasm there. But uh, Monster Truck, same here. Uh, I would not. I'm, they're one of my favorite bands now, and I just saw them this year. Crowbot. I, I mean, I have a fucking raging rock boner for those guys. <laughs> I've noticed. I I would not be that way if I. If they're I, great guys too, man. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're fucking awesome. But um, you know, yeah. there, there's so many bands like that. Wilson, the Bobaflex. Just, uh, I encourage people to actually, if you're going to buy your festival ticket, get there and check out the early bands. If you don't like them, have some alcohol. Yeah. And then yeah. Enough of that, you'll start liking everybody. Exactly. All right, we're going to play some uh, Avenged Sevenfold now. Uh, we'll check that out. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll break down Sunday. So here's Avenged Sevenfold. Talk to me on Lost Anarchy Radio.
Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch. You're listening to Talk To Me. Just like Jackal and Hyde. All this anger inside. After these messages, we'll be right back. You know Puck Hockey is a boutique brand, and none of their apparel is mass-produced. In fact, they don't aspire to be the next Reebok or CCM, Converse, or the Reebok Pump. They want to ensure that you're getting a truly special and unique product that has been personally approved by the athletes, musicians, and artists themselves. They love adding little extras like custom labeling and one-of-a-kind zipper pulls, cool stickers, etc. And their goal is to engage you in total hockeydom and they look forward to pushing the boundaries and exceeding your expectations of what a hockey brand can be. They've got so many great things over there. They've got the Signature Series with Mary and Hosa, and the Thrashers and Slashers line, 36 Crazy Fist, Bumblefoot, David Ellison, Tom Hazart. Make sure you're going over to PuckHockey.com, and that's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. And make sure when you check out to enter the promo code TALK, T-A-L-K, and get 10% off your entire order. Yes, for my listeners, enter T-A-L-K at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Hosa shoots and scores! Wow! Hosa grabbed it out of midair! There's Hosa the re-ice Alright guys, we are back on the Louder Than Life preview episode with uh, Baco from Cobras and Fire and Mike from Off Our Meds podcast. There you go. <laughs> Alright. We're heading on to day two of Louder Than Life, and so we're just going to kind of start from the bottom like we did uh, first day, and uh, let's just kind of, you know, anything jump out at you, you know, uh, smashing satellites, never uh, heard of them. Crowbot. <laughs> crowbot? There you go. Now we can talk about Crowbot. <laughs> yeah, man. Sunday, you only have to wait through, well, three people you haven't heard of until the good guys come on, man. Yeah, Sunday's what we'll be talking about a lot, but... Uh, Honestly, I don't know much about Crowbot, so you guys uh, take take the wheel. You take the lead, Mike. Go ahead, man. You are uh, Crowbots. Uh, I think you're like the fifth member of Crowbot, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm trying, but they don't return my calls anymore for some reason. Uh, apparently, I, sh- <laughs> I show up too much. No, they're fucking great guys, and uh, I would encourage anybody who enjoys public masturbation to start jerking off during their set, because they'll appreciate it. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. Have, is, have either guys had a chance to? Doesn't sound like you have, Josh. But the new record, Mike, have you had a, had a chance to hear it yet? No, I, I haven't heard anything off of it. Um, um, it's it's a lot. It's, it's a little slicker than the last one. Um, but it's it's fucking great, man. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, there. I have nothing. You're, but you're gonna have to adjectives of a positive Josh. nature to fucking say about this band. They're they're great. I've got to talk to them a handful of times now. I've interviewed them three times, I think, and seen them four they're just i don't know they're they're amazing live they're they're tighter than a fucking i don't know pair of yoga pants on beyonce they're just I was so starting good to thank you i was starting to think you were on tour with them for a while <laughs> they were too no? <laughs> are they uh are they from up in your area or they just happen to be playing uh you know minnesota a lot the, yeah that they're from pennsylvania um actually not too far from brett michaels much to their chagrin is what they tell me so. <laughs> Oh, that's very cool. Uh, so on to sa- like Sabaton's playing early. I, this, this is one band I keep hearing a ton about. Obviously, they're out with Trivium on tour, so I guess that's the connection there. Why they're on there? So uh, I'll definitely be checking out some Sabaton. 
Um, you know anything about those guys, Baco? I do not, other than almost exactly what you said. I, I see their name all the time. Yeah, they're the, kind of one of the bands that, I guess there's, the, from what I can gather, they kind of seem like the uh, Steel Panther version of like a like a black metal band or something. I, I feel like I can't, I don't know if they're they're serious or not. Mm. Uh, you know, they they kind of they kind of seem to be not, not taken seriously. Uh, but you know, I guess we'll see on that one. Um, Adelito's Way. That's a band I've heard about a ton. I don't know if I know anything about them. I I, I like the new record. Um, that's about all I can tell you though. I it's kind of rocking. Anything, Mike? No, not a clue. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Oh man, yeah, this was one of those bands. Just kind I would of, I know. would check them out if I was going. Um, just because I like right. I said I know the record and I don't know. All right, Skindred. Skindred's one of those bands that I've never gotten into. Yeah, Not something here. I really care care too much about. Uh, you know, always been around. Obviously, I'll check them out. Uh, you know, that, that's the one nice thing about Louder Than Life is, I, from what I remember, I went the first year. I didn't get to go last year, but the first year it was, you know, it was uh, set up very well. There wasn't a whole lot of overlap. It didn't seem like a whole lot of bands were playing at the same time. Um, Unlike, I did notice that there's a band playing at the same time as the Misfits at Riot Fest, and I, I was like, "Why? Why do you even show <laughs> <What>? up?" <laughs> and it's like some band you've never heard of, too. So it's if, like, if know. I if that was me, I would like not play my gigs. So I could go watch the fucking Misfits. <laughs> right? What the hell? Paid practice. Yeah, right. You probably had to pay for practice too. Was, mm-hmm. What's ridiculous? All right, and then we'll move on to King. I will let Mike take on King. Pipes, man. That's all. That's. All I can say that the guy, um, what's the name? Eddie? Eddie's what? Eddie Velez, the singer, guitar player. Well, King's a three-piece, first off, by the way. And um, we were just talking a few minutes ago mm-hmm. about them, and they're a great band, great band. Um, I don't even know where to start. He's a shredder, hell of a singer, and um, I just heard their new single today, and it's it's pretty heavy. They're gonna, they're gonna be a, a good draw. I think you shouldn't you don't want to miss them at all. Baco, I love the band. I've never seen them live. They've never made it through when I, um, you know, after I once I knew them, my the bass player in, in Jesus Chrysler <coughs> turned me on to them, and they they're very much in the vein of Crowbot, just that kind of almost very upbeat stoner metal kind of thing. But uh, yeah, everything that's the first time I everything Mike's saying is I would. I'd be definitely Yeah, the first time I saw them, they were open. They were on tour together. I believe they're on tour together now. King's one of those bands that I. Uh, that's another, you know, like Jose Mangan, you know, worships at the altar yeah. of King. <laughs> Every yeah. time I turned around, he was, he was, you know, pushing King on you. So that's the. That's. You know, they're always doing the ride for dime stuff. I do know that. I appreciate that for them. Uh, you know, from everything that I've heard, you know, on record, I haven't really uh, hasn't blown me away, but I definitely can't wait to check them out live. Right on. And then on to Zach Sabbath. Now this has so, got to be like the shit, the the counterpart to Chevy Metal, I would assume. Is this blo- <laughs> right? It's, sound, it's sounding like it. It's, it's it's Zach Wild playing Black Sabbath, right? Black Sabbath, yeah. Yeah. So the one story I'll give you a story on this one is um, Fred Corey from Cinderella uh, <laughs> produced an produced an early band of mine uh, in the '90s, and we were we were talking. What in, band? Uh, I used to, uh, a band called Twelve Volt Negative Earth out of Nashville. No one ever heard. Another band no one ever heard of. Yeah, but, uh, I give you a hard time. <laughs> no, it's all good. But uh, we were you know we were in the studio <laughs> and. 
you know, me being a very inquisitive person and asking him a bunch of stuff. And he was telling stories about uh, about opening for Ozzy and about opening for uh, might have even been the Moscow Music Peace Festival. But they were like in the back of the the venue and they were like, oh, my God, Ozzy sounds great. You know, he was at Soundcheck. And they were like, man, Ozzy's never sounded any better. And this is, you know, whatever, what, 80, 86 or something. And uh, as they walked closer to the stage, they noticed it was Zach, you know, singing. So Zach doing this kind of like Ozzy impression that, you know, has kind of built his whole career. I guess he's been doing it for a long time. But uh, definitely looking forward to seeing Zach Sabbath. You know, obviously you can't go wrong playing Black Sabbath songs. And uh, I'm pretty sure Zach can play them very well. It's kind of a strange addition for them to have basically two cover bands on the bill this year. Does anybody find that? Pretty uh, high-end cover bands, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, high-end, yeah, for sure, but it's kind of mixed in with... You thought... I would think they would be a little bit lower on the bill. Yeah, so, hmm, let's, I suppose it's the name. Looking at the bill, I think I think the the, the name Zach Wilde and, and, and Zach Sabbath, not that Zach Sabbath is anything, and actually when I got the press contacts for Zach Sabbath, it was, I think Blasco might even even be playing bass in this, so... I think he is. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a kind of an all-star band. Uh, as it is, and then uh, you know, I think it'll be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. That's one of the Sunday bands I'd like to see. They're going to be playing a lot of the um, Tony Mountain, Tony Martin era songs. I hope. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Lay the entire whatever TYR record. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> All right, and then now on to Trivium. What is that fucking and- called anyway? Anyway, carry on. <laughs> right. Uh, on to Trivium, uh, you know, a band I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Have and, you seen uh, them before? I feel like I have, but it, I don't know. I just had Matt Hafey on the on the podcast not too long ago, and uh, fucking great interview. I love talking to him. Um, you know, he was... He seems uh, like a cool guy. I haven't checked out... Like, super cool. I haven't caught up the episode yet, but... Yeah, the one thing that it kind of went on and on about in the episode is I just realized that he just turned 30. And that like blew it like it, first fifteen twenty minutes of that podcast I was just talking to about like being I was like how are you so young <laughs> it's still ridiculous I feel like trivium's been around forever so um, did you confirm that he is not also Joseph Gordon Levitt <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually I had Joseph Gordon Levitt on the line so that's, <laughs> that's about as, as close as I could get no, no I think right. they're great I love them um, uh, they're so second much- year in a row there. Uh, I saw him three times in about seven months this year. All right, so yes, I have seen Trivium. <laughs> I just now remembered. It was uh, Trivium and Devil Driver together. I saw him on that tour, and then I saw them open for Five Finger Death Punch at one point in, uh, in like some, some arena in Evansville, Indiana. So yes, I've seen Trivium twice. It's just... The brain's just not working like it used to in the old days. I understand that. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything to say about Trivium? Never knew much about them until last year. Uh, they they played the festival. It's kind of strange having some you know the same band play two years, but um, man, they killed it. That's a great live band. Ready to see them again for sure. Very cool. And what I'm going to do here is actually when I interviewed Matt Hafey of Trivium, uh, he came on and talked a little bit about Louder Than Life. So I'm going to play that snippet. Oh, cool. It was not in the Matt Hafey episode. I'm, I pulled Ooh. it out for this. Look so we've got a, we've got a, we've got a nice little Matt Hafey uh, snippet from my interview with him from uh, about a month ago. And then we'll go into a Trivium song, uh, To Be Determined. That is not the <laughs> title. That is just uh, when I get around to adding it to it. <laughs> so let's check out Matt Hafey talking about Louder Than Life. You are listening to Talk To Me on Lost Anarchy Radio. 
so you've got louder than life coming up the american festival scene um in all the years that you've been playing music and playing in the festivals over overseas download and you know bloodstock and everything else i mean are you uh encouraged to see the amount of uh american festivals pop- popping up across the country yeah, what's what's been crazy for us is exactly as you said. You know, we we grew up playing festivals in Europe, and we hop back to the states, and and people in the states would always ask, they're like, "Oh, the festivals in Europe, what are those like?" And we'd always say, "Man, the festivals are the greatest things in the world," you know. And we'd always say, "We hope we have something like that in the states someday. We finally have that in the states. The festivals that Danny Wimmer is has been putting on the, the DWP Danny Wimmer Productions that's that's been putting those things on. And there's also some really great local ones like KC Rock Fest is absolutely incredible." Um, Earth Day Birthday, put on by Orlando, is amazing. But the Wimmer festivals are as good as the festival in Europe. And that's coming from a dude who's been playing festivals in Europe since he was 18. Um, they're just as good. The crowds are just as good. The stages are just as good. It's it's an amazing energy. Um, I think that it's finally been nailed and finally been proven that the way to do a great U.S. festival is to make it a destination festival, not a touring festival. I think the touring festival is a good idea, but it obviously doesn't work because Mayhem's gone, Ozfest is gone. Um, so it's all about making a destination festival with its own name, with its own great bands, that's uniquely its own thing, and having people come to that. And I think the weekend is kind of key as well, because we all have to work. We all have to work to, to pay for our tickets and go to our shows. Um, so they're amazing. Uh, we've had the privilege of playing Louder Than Light already. We played super early that year that we played, and it was still great. Um, I've seen some incredible festivals in America now. Um, Rock in the Range is definitely one of the best. KC Rock Fest, like I mentioned, is fantastic. Northern Invasion was amazing this year. Um, Carolina Rebellion is great. So they're all fantastic. And um, I'm happy that the, the rock and metal fans in America are finally beginning to experience what we've always been able to experience. And I'm very happy about that. Yeah, the one thing I like about Louder Than Life is it's, you know, mostly in October. So it's, you know, it's cool. It's in the south. It's not, you know, it's not freezing yet, but it's not the Warp Tour in a July parking lot. You know, it's, you're not, it's not 110 degrees. It's, you know, the the first year it came through, I was able to go last year. I wasn't able to go. But the first year that it came through, I was like, you, you know, it was a perfect, beautiful day outside. You know, it wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. It, you know, you weren't just miserable all day in your, you know, in your all-black T-shirts and, uh, you know, black yeah. pants, sweating to death, dying. So, uh, you know, that's the one thing. And then also you being a foodie, you know, this one has the gourmet man food, the food trucks, all of that stuff along with it. I mean, is that something yeah, that we, you check out, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, when, you, when you come about, to something like that? We hit about three of the trucks on our show day, <laughs> and uh, we also hit the – the bourbon truck or like the bourbon stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. I'm very happy to have those. That's, uh, that's something special for sure.
Hey everybody, this is James Morris from LA's own Downset and Noncon, and you are definitely getting it from the horse's mouth listening to Talk To Me on Los Anarchy Radio. <laughs> So what did you guys think about Matt Hafey talking about Loud and Alive? That was pretty cool, right? It was one of the most mind-blowing you know, quotes I've heard in my life. <laughs> when he said the thing yeah. about the thing. Yeah, I know. The I thing can't that... wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was kind of cool, but it was... Uh, yeah, I had actually tried to originally set up a few more interviews, and uh, the power of Talk To Me just didn't, uh, didn't allow it. Plus, it was too far out, I think, but whatever. Back to reality. All right, and we're on to Skillet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, Parkway Drive. <laughs> About the same. Parkway, you like these uh, guys? Parkway Drive to me is is kind of another one of those bands that's kind of like um shit, Gate, what's the band? Gateway what's drug? The, uh you know, it could be a gateway band. Um, you know, another a lot of Australian bands on this. It seems like a, not a lot of Australia. Australia is being represented well on this uh, on this tour, on this uh, on this show. But Parkway Drive is kind of like uh, fuck. What's the, uh, Bring Me the Horizon? You know, they've kind of oh, they kind of yeah. started out super 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 heavy and death corey and and kind of kind of built themselves into uh, you know where they can be played on the radio and things like that. And so Parkway Drive is another one of those bands that have kind of come along and. And uh, built themselves up from not being just some crazy deathcore band into an actual, uh, you know, a viable, viable product, you know, for radio, if you would say. Mm. And that's a terrible way of saying it, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of what they've done. <clears throat> Anybody have anything else to say about Parkway Drive? No, nope. <laughs> I'm sure that it's probably going to be one of the the better bands of the day, live bands, because I know that they put on a hell of a show. But um, right, you know, I haven't well, no, seen them. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh let's see here what we got yeah pop evil yeah pop evil don't, don't they do that fucking uh porn star dancing song is that them i would assume so because i mean they're they're one of those bands that's just very uh you know they're on like a ford commercial and you know i will say that i that that's another band they were actually on that trivium and uh five finger death punch show the trespass america tour whatever year that was but uh they were there one of the opening bands and uh you know they put on a pretty good rock show. I'm sure they're going to put on a hell of a show. I think I saw them on uh, Access TV's Carolina Rebellion uh, broadcast. So I watched a little bit of that. I mean, they kind of seem like a band that's going to, you know, you know, they give you enough for you know bang for your buck, even if you don't really enjoy the music. Okay, I think they're kind of cookie cutter, like almost created for whatever rock radio is nowadays, but. Uh, I don't know enough about them to say that I'm, I'm 100% right, but fuck Pop Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly one of the worst names in, in, in uh, music is Pop Evil. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what that... I don't even get the joke if there's a joke there, you know? Like, well, he has that. kids and they're young guns and they all have sick puppies. <laughs> I tried. Oh, Baco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next, Seven Dust. Fuck yeah! Fucking one of my favorite one of my favorite bands of all time. You know, I you know they they rarely had a misstep. Uh, you know they 
stayed in their lane. You know, they've had their uh, you know, ups and downs. But I actually I just saw them a few months ago too. Came through town and probably one of the best sounding live bands I've ever heard. So uh, definitely be looking forward to some Seven Dust. That's their second year in a row too. Repeat offender. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, are they not playing black anymore live? I, saw I don't know. I don't know. And then it played either time. I kind of wonder if they're one of those bands, like how much of a set list they have, or or uh, or if they, you know, uh, you know, make it up that day, or if, you know, depends on, you know, if they're uh, they've got such yeah. a large catalog, you know, you kind of wonder if it's it's a day by day thing, or you know, if they're a band that maybe uh, each member gets to pick a set list kind of thing, or or if they're just a you know they they put together a tour set list and go from there. But uh, actually, actually, when I had uh, Lejean on the podcast a while back, I think he talked about playing louder than life. So so. If I can find that snip clip, I'll put it right here. <laughs> snip clip, snip, snip clip. clip. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun episode too. So so yeah, go back and check that episode out too. <laughs> you are listening to Talk to Me on Los Anarchy Radio. You guys have played a lot of huge festivals in in the states and overseas, and uh, also you know you guys played Woodstock '99. What do you remember from that day? That was one of the best days ever. You know, with the beautiful rainbow and that whole scenario was incredible. Man, I'll always be over in Europe and stuff, man. Those festivals are crazy. This last time we went to Australia was incredible, man. This last time, the first first time we just played off in New Zealand, that was amazing, man. I mean, uh, you name it, uh, it, it's always something that stands out. I look so forward to getting out on this run when we come through. And, uh, uh, you know, we have all the big festivals that we play from Rock, Oklahoma, Rock on the Range to, you know, the Rock, uh, what is it here in Kansas? Rockfest, one of the biggest one-day festivals in the United States of America. You know, I'm sure that's going to be something to remember. But yeah, man, it's always something that stands out. So yeah, you guys are playing Louisville coming up pretty soon, and hopefully I'll get a chance to come down and check it out and uh, see you guys and catch up. I haven't talked to you guys in person in uh, many, many years. And uh, you know, last year you guys played the Louder Than Life Festival here, which is a gigantic festival. You know, what are your memories on that? I believe it was your birthday that day. That was great, man. You know. Uh, it was cool. My family was they were out because uh at the same time they happened to be you need a jacket, they happened to be uh out for uh my daughter was uh doing her her and her mom did their first movie and they were there for uh the red carpet for the film. So it was awesome. Timing was perfect. <laughs> So with all the American festivals kind of popping up, you know, over the last few years you're seeing them all over the country and uh I know you guys have done the European festivals uh, you know how how do you feel about those? You know, with the the how do you feel about the American festivals coming along? I love the fact. I love <laughs> the fact that we're able to do these festivals. I'm sorry, I got a newborn baby. It's all good, man. Do what you got to do. I've got a one year old myself. Uh, I love the fact that the festivals are in the states, man. It's incredible to be able to uh, to roll up and jam with a lot of your friends that you played with, you know, for the last several years, and it's it's a great day, man. Uh, for me, it's fun. You know, it's always, you don't have to do the whole long set. You can kind of go out there and, and bang it out and do some of the, the hits that people love to hear and, and then have a good day. And then, you know, the rest of the day, you get to watch some of your favorite bands, man. It's great for everybody. Yeah, it's pretty great, man. I got to uh, check out Louder Than Life a couple of years ago. I didn't get to go last year due to being out of town, but uh, it was such a cool thing to see such a huge festival, you know, in the state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville. You know, it's just a great all-around thing for uh, for the city and the state. It's great to see, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Even though it rained, it was still fun. I was, I loved it. Uh, me and my wife and the baby got out of there, and 
we uh, went to downtown Louisville and rode in the horse carriages and <laughs> went to dinner. We had a great time, man. It was a blast. That's one thing this city is known for. I mean, they can th- throw a quick party together for a, for an event, you know, with the Derby and all being here, so it's always fun. Heck yeah. This is one Benton Deicide, and you're listening to Talk to Me. But uh, also, I am going to play some Seven Dust right now, being one of my favorite bands. Uh, I definitely have to throw some of them on the Louder Than Life preview episode, so let's check out some Seven Dust. You are listening to Talk To Me on Lost Anarchy Radio.
What's up, everybody? This is David Sanchez from Havoc, and you're listening to Talk To Me on Los Angeles. Oh, not Los Angeles. Los Anarchy. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back on the Louder Than Life preview episode. And, you know, Mike, do you have anything more to say about Seven Dust? No. I, I feel no. like we're... we're... No, that's, I'm good. They were great last year. They were great to shoot as well. They put on a hell of a show. Baco, have you ever shot Seven Dust? I have. And uh, just, just exactly what Mike said. A lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of fun to put look at through a camera lens. <laughs> yeah. A lot of posing for you like i can't wait to get home and put this on my computer and then look at it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so when you guys are shooting bands is there a certain thing you're looking for i mean is it like uh you know do you find maybe this the more seasoned bands you know are are easier Um, to shoot or is it like uh just kind of a you know hit or miss with those guys well i don't know i don't know um what how baco does his everybody has their own way but I just kind of get in there and fire off, man. I pick on, pick out somebody, head to that part, let it fire off a bunch of shots, and go home. And hopefully, I have a couple of good ones and trash about three hundred. Yeah. But I mean, that's about the best you can get. Try to get little different funky angles. Try to get all artsy <laughs> and shit sometimes. But um, somebody like Seven Dust, I mean they they give you they give you pretty good shots. I think you're right on the the more seasoned bands. Um, I, I've definitely shot some bands that that like they almost know that the photographers are there for that little spot, so they try to give you a, they'll hold poses maybe a little longer. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm 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 with Mike. You know, I just I, I average about 300 to 350 per band each time I shoot, and, and I maybe get you know on a good day I'll get you know 50 or 60 that are quality. But as far as like just great you know shots, you know you you know two to ten. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like, I use a lot of angles too. I think it adds to the the it almost makes it look more like a, a movement to the picture. But I'm I don't really have a science to it. We're figuring out as we go. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm better now than I was before. How long have you been shooting bands, Bucko? Just a, uh, about two years now. So basically, when my band started to stop doing stuff, I said, "Fuck it, I got to do something." <laughs> Very cool. All right, and let's move on to the mighty Clutch. It's actually I'm I'm really excited about Clutch being on this bill, and yeah, I'm actually really excited that they're so high on the bill too. Yeah, don't fucking sleep on Clutch. They're fucking awesome. Great band. You know, I think this is one of those times where like a you know I don't know if you necessarily call Clutch a legacy band, but I think that they're definitely uh, honoring Clutch, having them so high up on the list because I think that you, you know. Having them above Seven Dust alone is just a huge thing, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know that. Uh, I guess I, I didn't look at that and and kind of break that down the way you're talking. But yeah, it's, you know, I the first time I saw them, actually the only time I've seen them, they. Uh, I, I'm not a huge. Uh, I don't have a lot of their their music, and I didn't, you know, walk away for a second or get bored. And you know, the the song, the music just comes across great live, and it's so entertaining. Clutch is one of those bands. I saw them first time I ever saw them was on the, the their first album tour, like the transnational. Uh, mm. I don't know. It's one of those random 
album titles, but I saw them open for Prong in like 94, 95. And then the only show that I've ever not gotten into because I was underage was uh, it was Marilyn Manson on the uh, Portrait of an American Family Tour, and Clutch opened that. And I went to see Clutch. I you know, wasn't really much into Marilyn Manson at the time. And then uh, a small club, 18 and over, and like the club knew me from you know just from going to shows and they looked at me saw me coming and they were like this is the one night that you cannot come in <laughs> i was just like man. Oh, fuckers man i was like 16 i think 16 or 17 and uh they're just like yeah because that, that's when you know manson was still like really cutting himself and you know people were uh you know kids were hurting themselves at shows and things like that and he had just went through like a string of shows where where you know they were getting lawsuits and everything else so they were just like not tonight man so i sat sat outside the club and listened to Clutch like through a through like a back door, but yeah, <laughs> not not this time though. I'm definitely going to see them this and time. It's still the same band, right? I mean, the, the yeah, yeah, it's everybody. Yeah, all the same guys. Which is a uh, you know, Clutch and Seven Dust. Both of those bands are uh, you know all original members, and you know to get twenty plus years into a career, and you know all of us sitting here have played music with with certain people, and you know that's that's a testament to to itself. Is to actually, you know, make it from point A to point B with all of the same original members. Seven Dust had a period where one of the guys was out for a bit, wasn't he? The guitar player Lowry. Yeah, Clint was out for a little bit, but he came back. So. Yeah. But you know, so, so they took a break. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a break. We all need a break. <clears throat> Anything else on Clutch, you guys? No, I'm I'm ready. This will be, uh, I think, my fourth time. In like two years, third or fourth time seeing then uh, it's a great band. I believe Cl- Clutch is what I was kind of uh, hinting at earlier. I believe they're the they're they're the band that uh, each member each night gets to pick out a set list. So really, and, huh. yeah, and like no matter and, and from the entire like I don't even think there's like parameters. I think they can pull out anything from any album and be like, you know, we're playing this tonight just to kind of keep it fresh for them. If you get a chance to shoot Clutch. Definitely do it, man. Right Neil, on. the singer, he just jumps right at you, man. Looks like he's just going to jerk the camera right out of your hand, man. But he totally plays into it. They're great to shoot live. I, I, was, I saw them with Orange Goblin, and there was another band opening before Orange Goblin. And during, or they were between the, I'm sorry, between them. Uh, but th- while they're playing, the guitar, they call out the guitar player for Orange Goblin to join them for a song. And then the Middle of a song, this kind of fat guy uh, who looks like you know somebody's dad wearing a flannel shows up and he just thought, has a guitar too and starts playing with. And we, you know, my buddy and I didn't know who it was. And then Clutch comes out and it was Clutch's guitar player. <laughs> <Just kind of laughs> nonchalantly walked on stage like, like it was almost like he was late for work. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't move around too much, man. He yeah. he picks his He's spot and stays great, there for man. the whole show. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the whole band, the 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 bass player is kind of the same way too. Like he just kind of stands over by his gear and just kind of plays. You know, JP, their drummer, is probably one of my is favorite a drummers. Badass. Yeah, <laughs> the same the same club where I'd seen Marilyn Manson and them a few I, you know a few years before. Uh, I went and saw Clutch there, and he, I, you know, just being young and, and just remembering certain things. But but JP sat up an entire drum kit in one of the dressing rooms and just jammed by himself for a good hour and it was nonstop and it was some of the most amazing drumming you've ever heard like and it was just like by himself just to jam and practice it was it was amazing to watch 
And, and you're a drummer to me, is that right? No, I play. I'm. I'm. A, I play bass. I'm. A, I'm an actual oh, okay. musician. No, I, got, I got that wrong. <laughs> ah! Wait, I thought, I thought you said you played bass. Boom. Oh, hey yo. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let Mike take this one because uh, why do I feel like I'm the only Ghost fan here? <laughs> What's going on with that? I just I just don't get into them, man. I don't Come know. Come on. I think they're all right. I think they're all right, but it's not something I've gotten into yet. Have you now seen I admit, no, uh, I did, and no. they were great. But I do. Have you seen them outside? Mm-hmm. Like during the day, because that's basically what this is going to be. Yep, they were. The, they were in the afternoon at uh, Northern Invasion this year. But I I saw them when they they were. Uh, I I saw the singer on the cover of a magazine right around the time the first record came out, and then so I. I didn't know what the fuck it was, so I went home and YouTube videoed video it, and then I they came to a club here in St. Paul. Uh, it was just a tiny little shithole. This club is so small, I've played it. Um, <laughs> but they were fucking great, and now they've kind of blown up a little bit, and they're they're a lot of fun. No, man, they are they are great. That's why I'm into the whole the whole getup with them, man. The whole outfits, makeup, um, weird spooky story, and that's why. I, I don't know if this, I feel like seeing them outside is going to be taken away a little bit. How did it go when you, you know? Surprisingly the cool. Yeah, no, it, it would have been a lot cooler to see it inside with, you know, more of the lighting effects they use. But, uh, oh, yeah. Um, honestly, it was almost, you know, kind of a special thing because you're not going to get a lot of opportunity to do that. But they are so well, visual in what they do, and, you know, it still came across good. Well, Josh is going to be at uh, Louder in Life with me, so. I'm gonna make him a ghost fan for it's over with. <laughs> I hey, you know what, Josh? I guarantee you'll at least appreciate the show. I, I'm not gonna guarantee you like the band because if you've heard the music, you know it's either your cup of tea or not. They got that kind of blue oyster cults gothy thing going. So yeah. So do you hear this, Chris and Aaron? There is one other ghost fan in the Decibel Boogie <laughs> Clan. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. <laughs> We're the outsiders. Yeah, we are you rebels. Wanna, you want to be Pony Boy or Soda Pop? Soda Pop. <laughs> All right, I'll be Pony Boy, I guess. You'd be Soda Popinski. <laughs> no, definitely not Soda Popinski. He kicked my ass the other day, by the way. <laughs> All right. Uh, weren't you saying there was a new uh, Ghost single out? So I think I will uh, go ahead and drop that in right about here. So once, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take one Look for the at team. You coming around, wow. you know. And plus, we're about at that moment, you know, where I need to add some more music to this podcast. So, <laughs> so we'll throw in the new Ghost track here, and then we'll be right back. Talk to me on Lost Anarchy Radio.
Hey, this is Billy Gray with Fozzy and Cyberstar, and you are listening to the Talk To Me podcast. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, Whew. come what? on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Why do I have an erection then? Oh, man. Hey, whoa, hey now. That is, oh, man. Welcome to All the right, world let's... of Baco. boners and dick pics. And there uh, you go. And now your boner will go away. Let's talk about Ultra Bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's right out the door. <laughs> no shit. What the <sighs> fuck? This is... Uh, I don't know, man. I've always liked uh, Tremonti, man. And, uh, yeah, he's a good guitar player. guitar player. And I like his solo stuff, but I just never... I don't know if... I think I just missed the boat, the Alter Train... Uh, Alter Train... Alter Bridge boat. <laughs> and um, I just... I, I What are they in? Three, four albums now? And I still haven't got through the first one. Way too many. Way too many. <laughs> Well, this is one of those things too. Uh, you can't take away Tremonti's guitar playing. No, you can't Miles take Kennedy. away. Yeah, you can't take away Miles Kennedy's exactly. voice. Like his vocals are amazing. Uh, this band, you know, obviously kind of, kind of was presented as you know Creed without Scott Stapp when it kind of came out. Obviously, was not a Creed fan. Um, you know, just uh, those guys wrote some of the Baco. You okay over there? The, yeah, the illusion. The I looks like it's coming back. You hear me now? Yeah, yeah, it just sounded like you, like I said, I didn't like Creed, and Did you, you get just mad like, about Creed? <laughs> like you threw your oh, mic no, I, I think I lost my connection there for a second. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're all good. No, okay. what I was saying, you know, like, Alter Bridge is, you know, Creed minus Scott Stapp, add Miles Kennedy, so, you know, those guys also wrote uh, some of the worst songs of the 90s, uh, yeah. and so now they're in a new band, so it's... It was kind of presented in a bad way. Maybe if I didn't know that, maybe I'd have enjoyed it more. They actually, Ultra Bridge played the first year of Louder Than Life. Uh, I caught a little bit of the set. You know, like I said, you can't beat Miles Kennedy as a vocalist. He's probably one of the best out there, you know, no matter what project he's doing. Uh, you know, so I'll definitely check it out. Uh, you know, what I go buy the T-shirt and the record and the VIP package for this? No, but uh, I'll definitely be checking them out. Well, you buy the VIP package again, you mean? Uh, I, you know, Miles Kennedy, I guess I can respect him as a singer because it's not like the guy can't sing, but there's just something about his voice that just, it, it grates me. I just, I've never liked, like, he's the worst part about Slash's band. It just, it doesn't, uh, Alter, and we're talking about Alter Bridge. I just, uh, nothing, it, it sounds too much like Creed for me, to be honest with you. They, they got a little heavier, I think, after the first record, but they didn't get better. Yeah, and you can't uh, go, take away. Go you know, check out that bourbon tent. Uh, go drink somewhere. I just I'll be under the bourbon tent. Oh yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, right if, if, you. if around seven dust or clutch, you're feeling like you might have to take a shit sometime, try to hold it and then just kind of use the porta potty during altar bridge. Yeah, and you can't take away, you know, Miles Kennedy, you know, taking over for uh, for Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar. You know, you guys always have to look forward <laughs> to that too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll recreate that at some point. Is that, that real? I only watched the movie once. Yeah, at the very end of the movie, when he, there's That's, that scene where the Mar- kid? yeah, it gives him the microphone. And yeah, give, give that kid in the micro, that kid in the audience the microphone. Yeah, that's Miles Kennedy. Yeah, well, another reason to <laughs> fucking hate him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Miles. Right, you yeah. seem like a nice guy. Yeah, I'm sure Miles is worried about what we have to say about yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay for 
you know, he also sang what in uh, Guns N' Roses at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> in, induction. So that was yeah. good for him there, too. All right, on to Corn. What do you guys feel about seeing Corn on this one? Uh, you know, I, I'm not not man. not a fan of of them at all, but uh, they were uh, they were great at Northern Invasion. Just a fun band to watch. Uh, they still got it. I mean, if you like it, they they deliver. Corn's one of my like, you know, obviously '94 when they popped up. You know, I was probably like 15 and totally like you know blew my mind back then. Got me way into way into new metal, which is you know good or bad <laughs> depending on who you talk to. But uh, you know they're, they're one of the bands that you know this is the first album that they're kind of coming back with uh, with Head being a full member and full writing you know uh, full mm-hmm. writing in the band things like that. And so far, man, everything that they've uh, shown off of this new album it's it's been incredible. It's, it's you know harkens back to issues and and those great old records and you know you got to uh kind of looking forward to this i saw them uh open for slipknot i guess a few years ago and it was amazing i i couldn't i couldn't ask for anything better i'm all four corn so you, did you, i just hear you say issues was a great album i'm right there with you don't don't lose it. I'm, <laughs> come on now i'm i'm saying i agree with you but a lot of people won't agree with me. help me help you yeah help me help you oh. man <laughs> oh, i'll go with all their old original stuff except for their second album you didn't like the second album? No, man. I just had this argument with my buddy. Oh, man. It's an album full of filler. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, Good God on there. That was a great song. Come on, man. <laughs> I've gone through this already. It's like a, it, it could have been an EP. fine ep then well okay well it's not a whole album sorry <laughs> one of the best <laughs> one of the best eps ever all right you guys uh you guys got anything more for corn i'm glad they're not like a electronic band or whatever you want to call them anymore now that head's back yeah i saw them throughout throughout all that uh that that crazy period where they had like people in like you know animal masks on stage yeah. and <laughs> it was just all that all that ridiculous stuff and i think they've uh calmed down and kind of came back came back to their roots all that fun stuff so and can we bring silvera back sometime soon you know he's not coming back come on i'd love to see it but you know that uh i, I actually was listening to an interview with their drummer as a ray or roy ray. ray i was listening to an interview with him the other day and i can't believe he's been in the band for like 10 years yeah. now that's crazy he's a great drummer but i'd like to see silvera back like what? What? I never heard about the falling out. I know what you're talking about, but like, did he quit? Was he fired? Or I don't know. They both kind of exited at the same time, I think, and uh, he went off and opened his steakhouses or whatever it was, and um, tried to come back a few years ago with some weird shit, and it didn't go over very well. And I, who knows, man? <laughs> He's expressed. <laughs> uh, the desire to return, correct? Yeah, I think he wants to do it, but I think they're good with what they're doing and, um, you know, raise it. Whether I like to admit it or not, he's a great drummer. I'm just, you know, I'm partial to the original five or, you know, four people, so. 
I think the funny thing with Ray is every time I see a photo of all of the guys t- together, you know, he's been in the band for 10 years now, and he still kind of looks like he looks like that guy at high school that like was a jock one day and then like turned goth the next day <laughs> and like bought you know he bought some eyeliner. <laughs> Yeah, and heavy like, on the eyeliner, and he's like <laughs> hanging out with the long-haired dudes and stuff. It's just so it's so funny but, looking to me. But that the only still, jacket he still owns is a letter letter jacket, so he's got to wear that for a week or two until he can get a new goth coat. Right, that's it's a like great that guy, description. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, do it. It's like the, you know the guy, <laughs> the kid that one day came to school punk. You know that Betty. Yeah. His, he had a tan except for his gleaming white bald head. You know, and then he just freshly shaved. <laughs> oh man but yeah definitely you know corn being on this bill is one of the bands i'm uh i'm looking forward to seeing and speaking of bands i'm not looking forward to seeing oh, thank you for that <laughs> uh, with her hair speaking oh are we God. talking disturbed uh we got we got some filler time we can go over we this this can be like the uh corn's second record of the podcast we just need some filler <laughs> You're not going to do a disturbed double shot. No, uh, no, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, definitely not even remotely looking forward to seeing Disturbed. I just don't get them, man. I don't even know where to go with that. It's just I just don't get them at, at all. The whole <laughs> <laughs> I will be now snipping that and and doing the <laughs> mic remix. <laughs> I'm not just bald, I'm also getting fat. Yeah. Yeah, there's not uh, a there's not a single thing of disturbed that makes me want to see them down to, you know, it would be different if it was they had a, you know, a, a cool stage show or or, you know, cool, you know, wore cool ghost masks or something, you know, yeah. like anything, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, he he's always been like this giant tool to me even back like I think he was on MTV Cribs at one point. And of all of the cribs that they ever had on there, like he had all these like, like, like B level goth girls at his house that, you know, may or may not have worked the afternoon shift at the, at the strip club that day at his house. And it almost looked like a giant, you know, uh, giant beard or something because he just, those girls were not there for him. He just like, he was like trying to look cool and it just never once came off cool to me. Yeah. He's a douche. I don't know. (laughs) Oh man, so yeah, not looking forward to seeing them them at all. I'm assuming that they'll probably play uh, separate stages than Corn. Corn Slipknot probably be on the same stage. Deserved to be on a different stage, so I won't have to move uh, at all <laughs> during that moment. Or maybe I can, maybe I'll still have that uh, that Alter Bridge shit held inside, and maybe I can go and do it. In a, I'll go drop a Disturbed while they're uh, they're on stage. Uh, a disturbed fun fact they have as far as uh, amongst the male fans the highest percentage of male fans that tuck their t-shirts in (laughs) tuck their t-shirts into their jean shorts with no belt 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think You're it's not going to see a lot of Slipknot fans with their T-shirts tucked in. That's right. The Slipknot fans with their 3XL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. no, that's more of a Kiss fan thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anything anything else about disturbing anybody? All right, nope. on to Slipknot. Uh, one of the this is just a fun band live. I can you know uh, I it blo- it still blows my mind that they kind of leapfrogged everybody. You know, I, yeah, I I feel Corn maybe missed the boat at some point to kind of stay festival headliners things like that. You know, they should have had headline download a few years ago, and uh, you know we're we're leapfrogged by Slipknot. Uh, Slipknot. To me, it's still crazy that they're how popular they are for being so heavy, and uh, you know, just trying to heavy. They've got a you know heavy sound, crazy look. You know, just everything everything about Slipknot you know doesn't seem like they would go over. But uh, but I went and saw them. Uh, like I said, I, a couple of years ago at, a, at in Indianapolis at the like the amphitheater. And I looked around during Slipknot, and it was completely sold out. Like probably like twenty thousand people, and it was just a summer summer rock show. It wasn't a festival or anything. It was just a Slipknot show. It's like Slipknot and Lamb of God, and it was it was insane how many people were there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I remember I, I they were on the, one of the early Ozfest for their first record, and they were yep. touring in a fucking station wagon. So <laughs> it's hard to you know look at them the same way because they are like you know they're up there they're just below metallica as far as how huge they are and anytime they play the you know the i mean i own all their stuff but you know i don't own any t-shirts but but you go to one of the a show that they're on especially like a festival it's just amazing how many people are there you know I, as a matter of fact I, I remember when van halen did that whole monsters of rock tour and metallica was like the second band on that day and I, you know going to that fifty thousand people and it seemed like half of them were there just for metallica and it's very much the same thing with with Slipknot. It seems like their audience was just they would they would pay fifty bucks to see him play twenty minutes at a festival just to see that one band. And you don't see a lot of bands that have that kind of dedication from their fan base. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Slipknot, man. Like going back to what I said about Ghost and the whole show and you know masks and all that shit, man. I'm I'm in for a a treat. This will be my first uh, Slipknot show, and I'm looking forward to shooting them. But uh, I've been into them for a long time, man, and it's just I'm every time they come in this area, it's just uh, it's never. I don't even think they've been in Louisville. I think this is their first time. I'm pretty sure. If they did, it was really really early. Yeah, I can't uh, think of any time they've been here. Lexington, but not. Not here. Oh, that's right. They play. They, they play Rupp Arena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first time I ever saw Slipknot. This is a story I've kind of told on the podcast a few times, but I know you guys don't listen to my show, so um, I saw him hey, open hey. for. Hey, I did, man. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys. But uh, Slipknot opened for Cold Chamber and Machine Head at the New Daisy Theater in Memphis, and the place holds about a thousand people. And uh, I showed up to that show to see Slipknot. I mean, Machine Head was on the. Uh, the Burning Red album, you know, uh, Rob Flynn had some sort of weird cornrows going on. Uh, Cold Chamber was, you know, months away from becoming Devil Driver and all that was kind of falling apart. So I showed up to the show and, you know, Machine Head, Cold Chamber, both bands backlined. All of Slipknot is just on the front of the stage about to fall off. 
the crowd is a sold out show and people were just going bananas like you know people were jumping off the rafters everything else after Slipknot played the place cleared out like half of the people left watched everybody watched a little bit of Machine Head about half of those people left and there was you know about a half empty uh, or a almost empty venue for Cold Chamber that night and uh, truly just saw kind of a changing of the guard that night yeah they're like um like Slayer, you know, they're a band that I've seen a lot, and they just they never disappoint. Yeah, it's always great stuff. I remember the first time I ever saw a uh, article written about them. It was the very first line, and I'll never forget. It was it said now it said now this is an insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. That's brilliant. All right, and uh, you know, anybody got anything else on Slipknot before I play some Slipknot? No, uh, don't don't miss Slipknot. <laughs> Not miss Slipknot. Baco, do you have a Slipknot song you'd like to hear at this point? Oh God, um, yeah, um, uh, God, you're killing me. You should give me a heads up. Uh, the <laughs> something off of Iowa. All right, I'll find something off of Iowa, <laughs> and I will uh, <laughs> drop it right about here, and I'll talk to you guys momentarily. We're listening to Talk To Me on Lost Anarchy Radio. Yeah, overdo it, don't tell me you feel it 
And we are back with our Louder Than Life preview episode. Once again, talking to Baco from Cobras and Fire and Mike from the Off Our Meds podcast. And uh, just kind of wrapping it up. So, you know, two-day festival here in Louisville. The one nice thing I've always liked about this festival, and uh, obviously I didn't go last year, so I know the weather was kind of bad, but the first year... Uh, you could not have, you know, beat the weather with a stick. Uh, I've been to many, you know, Ozfest, Warp Tours, things like that in the middle of July and August. And it's been, uh, you know, just sweltering heat, 110 degrees and humidity and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, this, this is in October in the south. Uh, should be some good weather. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it happens once again because, you know, I, you could not have beat the weather the first year of this. Hopefully of this. it's better than last year. Explain last year. Last year was cold and wet. That's last year. The first year was perfect. So maybe we'll get a day of one of each, but either way, I'm going to be there. It's a good time. Don't let the weather scare you off. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that, you know, just any of these festivals where you get the uh, such such bad weather. Ugh. I'm just, I, I'm getting too old to want to go and stand and sit and hang out at the Warp Tour all day to, you know, no, to, to, to get some sort of crazy... Just some crazy sunburn. Yeah, does Warp Tour only play in places where you get really bad sunburn? Because it's the only show that comes through here that it's like there's no fucking place to get shade. It's in a fucking parking lot. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's another thing too. Is if you know the there's a lot of like trees and things like that at this festival. So there's you know you can actually find shade if you really needed it. Um, let's see here. Anything else I've written down about Louder Than Life? So uh, I'll just ask you, Mike. You know, if you could pick like maybe three bands that you're like most in, most excited to see, I'm gonna have to say Ghost, Clutch, <laughs> and uh, shit. I'll go with the Cult, man. I'm a Cult fan. And if I had to answer the same thing for this one, uh, definitely Clutch. Same. Um, you know, Seven Dust always puts on a great show. Uh, anything from Saturday, looking at it, probably gonna be. I'm, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Slayer this year. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, that'll be the uh, thing. And then uh, Baco, Perfect World, you came down to hang out with us. A couple bands you'd want to see live? Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to limit to just three, but I'll, I'll, Anthrax, Slayer, Clutch, of course, Ghost. Uh, Seven Dust is always fun. I don't know. I really, I guess I'd want to check out Zack Sabbath and Chevy Metal just for almost the curious factor. And, of course, I'd be 
you know, taking my shirt off and throwing it at a crowbot. So. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, there's Baco again. Yeah, they'd... Shit. <laughs> and then uh, maybe... The van started. Uh, most likely be crowbots, but maybe like a band on here that, uh, that you know, you definitely want to... Um, uh, recommend that we check out maybe that you know people haven't heard of yet maybe one of the early bands yeah no. um, well Adelita's Way just because I mean I haven't seen them though but Crowbot would be the one that I know about that I would eh, and Avatar for the show you know Mike I'll go King oh yeah King. Definitely got to be King yeah and Crowbot of course uh let's see if I had to guess because I don't uh, you know I'm actually really looking forward to checking out 68 um, you know, from what I've seen online, uh, looks like it could be fun. It also could be a disaster. You know, you never know with a, a two-piece band playing kind of like uh, heavier stuff. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing Zach Sabbath just for the kind of the novelty of it. Um, you know, I think Saturday. I think Saturday we'll end up going to it and uh, coming away with some some bands that we never heard of before, and you know, really wanting to check them out. I think Sunday is the day where you kind of really know uh, what you're going to get going in. There's not a whole lot of surprises on Sunday. Uh, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna walk up and be like, oh, check out this band Trivium. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. who they are. But Saturday, you've got so many uh, so many so many young guns. No pun intended on uh, Saturday. So <laughs> the weird mix Saturday. For sure. Yeah. You know, festivals very cool. are fun, though. I mean, even when they're, you know, the your, this lineups can be a bit sketchy, it's still usually a good time. You get good people around you, just fucking walk around and take in some music. Yeah, it's going to be fun, uh, you know, just to kind of get it back around to, you know, where I'm going to see Riot Fest this weekend. I mean, honestly, the lineup of Riot Fest is 90% garbage to me. Like, I, yeah. either I don't know it or <laughs> I, I don't want to know it, and uh, we're just kind of... You know, we've cherry-picked our bands that we want to go see, but I think there's, like, one day that we're not even showing up until, like, five because, we, you know, we want to go see Chicago, you know, not the band, even though I'd probably love to see Chicago during the day. That'd be fun. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> mm. but, you know, go and check out Chicago, get some pizza and all that fun stuff. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the wife loves Motion City Soundtrack. That's their final show. And then uh, I'm a huge Misfits fan, so definitely looking forward to seeing that. Mm. I but, got uh, something to say. <laughs> I wish I was going with Josh on Saturday or whatever day it is. <laughs> it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. All right. And, uh, well, just thank you guys for coming on to the Louder Than Life preview show. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just one last time, uh, where can uh, they find the Cobras and Fire podcast? Well, go to the internet and just type in Cobras and Fire podcast. Uh, it'll come up, but it's we're on Stitcher, uh, iTunes. We're also on Facebook, you know, and all of our episodes are posted there. So we're anywhere you typically find podcasts. And uh, if you got any uh, advice for the people who would like to share with us on how to make it more entertaining, just tell us and we'll ignore it. So. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Mike is kind of you know new to the podcast world. Yeah. They just posted their uh, intro episode, and uh, I my one uh, my one review to Chris Sinzak today was these motherfuckers, man. Like your first few episodes are supposed to sound like shit, and they actually like went out and bought a, like a mixer and some <laughs> microphones, and, uh, and, and, and it actually sounds pretty well, good. It's, you know? It sounds good, but we sound like shit. So. No, I said I you didn't can hear I didn't, us sound shit. You know, know what I'm like, saying. 
I didn't say the the content was good. I just said yeah, it sounded okay. good. Okay, well, I'm, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> well, but while yeah, we were talking, can... I was trying to find it. So you're going to tell us how is that we were just about to do? Before <laughs> yeah. I do. We'd like he said we just uh, put out a our um, intro episode. Uh, it's on uh, the iTunes Store, or uh, we actually have uh, a previous unreleased episode we tried to do, and. Uh, Got a little bits of gold here and there that we think it is or whatever, and cut, chopped it up into clips. And you can find those at um, our Instagram, which is Off Our Meds Podcast, or we're on Twitter at Off Our Meds Pod. Well, thanks you guys for coming on. Thanks for coming on the Louder Than Life episode. Make sure to reach out to me on uh, let's see here, Twitter at Talk To Me Talk, Facebook dot com slash Talk To Me Talk. Hit me up on Gmail, Talk To Me Talk at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about Louder Than Life, and uh, if you're coming down to Louder Than Life, make sure and reach out and say hello, and then uh, we can meet up at the show and all that fun stuff. So until next week, I am Joshua Toomey, and this has been the Talk To Me Podcast.